On today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, we have another jam-packed show. We're going to start with our beer ratings from AEW Double or Nothing, highest rated show for beer ratings of all time. We've got our weekly wrestling recap, including talking all the new releases by WWE this week, and we're continuing our retro beer ratings with SummerSlam 1997. Then we'll close out the show with more listener questions and... If it's anything like last week, we'll we'll probably certainly have some laughs. So, we've got a hell of a show for everyone today. Joe, are you ready to go? Yep. Let's go. having a beer to crack open when i say yep but i didn't have a beer on on hold this time on standby well that was a rookie mistake yeah i did it last week too it's all right welcome into another episode of drunk dudes talking wrestling i'm dylan i'm joined by joe joe i uh i spent yesterday was that yesterday yeah today's saturday i spent yesterday down in jacksonville florida and I had myself a little trip with Dewey to All Elite Wrestling down in Daly's place. Went to Dynamite last night. Nice, dude. Uh, it was it was a great time. First live wrestling show in a few years, and I think it was my first ever live like show that was broadcast on TV. Yeah, I've uh, I've gone to live events and. Yeah, live events and just like local promotion wrestling shows, but I've I've never seen it. I've never been at a show that was broadcasted on TV, so that's pretty yeah. cool. Hopefully, hopefully that we can hit up that SmackDown that's also going to Jacksonville. I lied, by the way. Uh, I went to Money in the Bank a couple of years ago, 2019, where Brock Lesnar returned and, uh, and oh my god, got Mister Money in the Bank, and <laughs> Bailey won <laughs> that year too. That Lesnar return was so ridiculous. I hated it. I hated it so much. I remember being I just, pretty tipsy there and just being pissed. Like, yeah. ru- almost ruined my night. Because <laughs> yeah, that was that was the year Ricochet was in it too. And Sami Zayn and like, I was between Sami Zayn and Ricochet. I'm pretty sure they, they were both in the match. And I was like, yeah, one of these two guys. And then Brock Lesnar showed up and just ruined. Well, my yeah, Lesnar Lesnar wasn't even in the match. That was the fun. That was the worst part. Was like he was never in the match, and then he just came out and was like, "I'm in this match now," and just climbed the ladder and won. Well, I think I think the backstory of that was that somebody somebody like had gotten injured. It might have been Sami Zayn. That might be why I remember him. Uh, but but he was supposed to be in the match, and then they're like, "All right, we're just going to start the show without." 
uh, this match without the additional person. And then Brock Lesnar like took his his place, and everyone was pissed off. And trash. Yeah, it was it was very bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> we uh, let me just take you take you through my night last night. So I I got down to Jacksonville, uh, showed up to Dewey's place, not to be confused with Daly's place, <laughs> and we uh, I had because we were actually planning on recording this morning. Uh, while I was still there having doing Dewey on the show, but I was way too hungover and I was just like, I'm driving home. It was ridiculous. Uh, but anyways, got there. We watched, our we watched SummerSlam 97, which we'll cover later in the show. And then we took, uh, scooters down to Daly's place. The, like the motorized scooters that have like apps to them. I don't remember which one we took, but, uh, so the, these scooters, they have like these designated parking areas that like you can only drop them off in certain areas. Well, there was two, there was two parking areas like across the road from Daly's place. What we didn't notice was there was one literally in the Daly's place parking lot, <laughs> which we ended up finding later. But we went to the one, uh, could not find it, like kept going past it. And then we would turn around and we would find out we went past it again. So we we're like, let's go to this other one. And I thought it was like up ahead in this parking lot that was like between the road and the parking lot was like this big dirt patch. And I was like, oh, I'll just drive through this dirt patch and it'll probably be right there. Well, the dirt patch, the dirt was a lot deeper than I was expecting. It's kind of like sand. So I hate sand. I just went into it. I just went into it like full speed and fucking it flipped me over the handlebars <laughs> and I just ate shit in the dirt. And so I probably probably gave a couple people driving by on the road a good laugh. Uh, and then we decided, screw it. Let's just see if we can find another one back here. And we found out that there was one literally in the parking lot of Daly's place <laughs> it's that so, we could have gone to the whole time. So are these, these, uh, these scooter rental places, it's, it's a lot like the Beakies we used to take in Hawaii. It's like, it's exactly like Beaky, but it's a scooter. Oh man. That's literally the only difference. They were, they were quite a g- good few beaky stories from back in the day uh dewey thinking he could go up a ramp and it actually ended up being upstairs <laughs> he ate shit over the handlebars uh you almost died a couple times yeah i think just like driving out in the street right yeah <laughs> yeah i definitely i've definitely almost oh no there was that one ride where it seemed like every intersection we went through even though we had a green light or the uh pedestrian walk sign um it seemed like every time that we would go through an intersection, there was somebody like pulling out and almost killed me like three separate times on the same ride. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those were the days I liked the beakies, dude. We used to Yeah, beakies fun. So there was the, so that was, there was the scooter debacle. And then, uh, as we saw, so we get it. So we get in there, uh, Dewey's like, I'm sorry about the scooters. I'll buy you. I'll buy your first couple beers. So he bought me, uh, bought me my first two beers, which was nice. Uh, I have two complaints about the show. That's it. Uh, other than the fact that it was a pretty average dynamite. First, first complaint was the, the Jericho shirts. If you watch dynamite on TV, you saw that Chris Jericho and the inner circle came out and did their celebration, uh, for winning the stadium stampede match. 
and they said, look under your chairs. Everyone got a shirt. <laughs> well, little, little did we know that that was actually only for people who had ground floor seats and uh, the seats right behind the, like on where the stage used to be and not the people in the first section back, which is where we were. So that was kind of disappointing. There was also no merch stand. So like I couldn't buy a t-shirt, which I was a hundred percent planning on doing because I don't have any AEW shirts. Yeah. So instead I, I wore, I, instead I wore a Ric Flair shirt. Yeah. I texted Dill this Dewey. morning and I was like, cause I, I watched AEW this morning cause I was working last night and I texted him. I was like, dude, you got a shirt. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, at Dynamite last night. And you're like, no, they had no merch stands. I was like, yeah, but Chris Jericho gave you a shirt. And he, he seemed less than, less than enthused. <laughs> I was not enthused. The other, so the other thing is I honestly had no idea what he was saying because we were sitting next to the wall that says Daly's Place. We were in that section. We were literally right next to the wall where Moxley sometimes comes down to the ring. He walks out that door and walks down next to the wall, the Daly's Place wall. Yeah. Well, the way that the sound echoes off the wall, you can barely tell, you can barely make out what people are saying on the mic. It was very hard to understand. So like when Chris Jericho said that everybody got a shirt, I was so confused because I couldn't tell what he was saying. <laughs> All of a sudden I just see everyone, well, everyone that's in the sections in front of in front of us is holding up this shirt. And I'm like, where the fuck did all these people get these shirts? <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused until I watched it back after you texted me that and I was like, damn. And then also we we ended up not making it on TV. So that was also a disappointing, or that was a disappointment as well. But yeah, I was looking you know, for you. you. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. Seems like you lost a lot. You also didn't get a, a free burger. Okay, hold on. Why would I have gotten a free burger? Britt Baker's uh, ch- championship celebration. She. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, she came out and she said. No, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> did not get a free burger. Did, also was not close enough to get any burgers that got launched into the crowd. Oh, damn, dude. But yeah, I probably. No, nah, I probably would have eaten one if it, if, it, if it landed not on the ground. I probably would have taken a bite of one. Let's yeah. be honest. Nyla Rose probably could have gotten gotten one up there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I do. So because because of me being at Dynamite last night and the show ending at midnight, and then Dewey and I went out afterwards, by the way. So we took our already drunk selves to a bar and had some of the best cocktails I've ever had in my life. I don't remember the name of the bar, but holy shit. I've never had such good craft cocktails. It doesn't even taste like there was any liquor in them. Huh. I'm not a big bourbon guy, but Dewey ordered me a bourbon smash to begin with, and it tasted like fruit punch. Dude, I'm a big bourbon guy, honestly. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, second that, to Bud Light. But yeah, the liquor the liquor at the end of the night put me on my ass, and I woke up with the worst headache this morning. It was not fun. But because that because we were at Dynamite, I have literally no idea what happened at SmackDown. So... All I did was read on Bleacher Report what happened, and it seems like it was a pretty meh show. Yeah, it was an average so, show. Like maybe a little, eh, I'd say average. Yeah. Um, there was also so obviously if you're listening to this now, probably should have covered this at the beginning, but uh, our our shows are going to start releasing on Sundays. Uh, it was just kind of like a lot of 
especially if we recorded on Saturdays, which we did sometimes, it was a lot of work for me to get the show out on the same day. So we're just going to start releasing them on Sundays. It's a lot easier on me and my schedule. So yeah, Sundays now, that's when we're releasing the show. We'll still either record on Friday or Saturday, but that's that. And yeah, I kind of want to talk about the releases when we get to the weekly recap. So shall we get into some double or nothing? Uh, yeah. I mean, as you said, we got a jam-packed show. Otherwise, we I'm sure we could bullshit about a couple things, but I'm ready. All right. So AEW, double or nothing. Holy shit, this was an awesome show. Um, I mean, pretty much like AEW kind of had to put on this good of a show after the Revolution main event and Blood and Guts main event kind of got uh, mixed reviews, <laughs> to say, to to put it lightly, I guess. Well, Revolutions was, uh, was dumpster fire. Yeah, and then Blood and Guts, some, yeah, some hated it, some didn't really mind and i don't think a whole lot of people enjoyed the, the ending at least uh but so two two key pieces here this was a 27 and three quarter beer show holy fucking shit unbelievable i had to so i had work on monday morning and hand up i did not finish nearly 28 beers on Sunday night. I had to, I I did drink for every single match, like true to the drinking game all the way up until stadium stampede. And then stadium stampede happened. And if you follow along with the drinking game, stadium stampede, which we'll talk about because we're going to do this in order, but stadium stampede as a standalone match can get you hammered by itself. Yeah. I imagine it could, <laughs> The uh, the other order of business that we have here is, well, I guess I guess two other things. Joe is no longer the drunk dudes talking wrestling champion. Yep, I uh, I lost it. Uh, I hand delivered it to Chad, and that motherfucker, dude. I showed up at his house, knocked on his door, and, or I rang his doorbell, and I was like, maybe I didn't ring his doorbell, uh, like. But didn't press hard enough because it took a minute for uh, for the door to actually open. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll ring the doorbell again. And just as I was about to ring the doorbell again, the door opens. His daughter is wearing, I think it was the NXT, uh, like a toy NXT championship belt with a SmackDown Women's Championship belt around her shoulder. He's wearing a uh, WWE Championship replica belt and... And then he's like, all right, I'm ready for another. And I was like, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't say that because his, his daughter was right there. But I would have. And I was thinking it, Chad. <laughs> but, yeah, he was, uh, he, he was excited to get the championship. And, and you know, it's fair. I, 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 had a, I had a long enough reign. I've had way more reigns than Chad. And I'll be taking it back next week at In Your House. So. I mean, I hope not. I hope that I win. You don't but you, you don't win much anymore, you know. I haven't <laughs> won in so long. I've been so bad. I mean, I got second here. I beat you. You came in third. Yeah, I didn't do great. Uh, which means that the punishment next time around goes to you. Well, we didn't do the punishment this time around because I didn't I wasn't able to uh 
to make the events at your house because I was at work on Sunday night. Yeah, so you know what that means. Luckily, luckily you lost the punishment one this time. I didn't. I did. I was gonna say. I, so we ended up not doing the punishment for double or nothing. So it kinda, it's gonna carry over to in your house. Uh, so I'm gonna be drinking whatever Joe wants me <laughs> to drink, and Joe's gonna be drinking uh, two sips for every one sip rule, except for one of his choosing. Uh, and yeah. I guess I should choose that before the end of the before the end of the pod tonight, right? Or we, I can choose it next week. Well, yeah, you could. Yeah, I would do it next week. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, but without further ado, I guess we should get into the matches, right? Yep. All right. So first match uh, on the buy-in, we had Serena Deeb versus Riho for the NWA Women's World Championship. Uh, this match got a beer. I thought it was very good for good for like an AEW women's match. Like they've, they've really come a long way. Uh, I mean, it really still only features like a couple mainstays, but they do a pretty good job in my opinion. Uh, I thought like for an initial like look inside Daly's place, I thought like the ring itself pretty much just like the atmosphere looked really cool in the daylight which I hadn't seen yet. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then Serena Deeb obviously retains. Yeah. I, uh, I actually haven't watched this match, so I'm glad you said it was a good match. I, I came in, uh, during the, the battle Royal and I went back and I, I watched the, the first couple matches on the, the main show, but I, I didn't go to the, I was about so. to say, holy shit. I was about to say, did you not watch the first two Matt? Like the, no, I went, the- I went back and I watched those two. Because those two matches, holy, holy hell. Yeah, holy shit. Um, the show started with Hangman Page versus Brian Cage. And this this match was amazing. I'm already like, it's already been o- almost a week since I've watched this. And when I'm watching this, I take such shitty notes. So like the only thing that I remember is this was an awesome match. And that Brian Cage is probably turning face and like splitting from the from team Taz soon. Yeah. So specifically in this match, they went out, they, they went around and they host each other around a little bit. Uh, Brian cage did some moves that a man that size definitely does not have the right to do, but we're glad that he does. Uh, and then Ricky Starks with his broken neck and somebody else from team Taz. Who was it? Uh, hook. Yeah. Hook. It wasn't Hobbs. It wasn't Hobbs. It was hook. Right. Cause Hobbs was in the battle Royal. Yeah. I remember thinking that. I remember being like, because I think they actually touched on it. Like Hobbs isn't out here because he's in the Battle Royal. Yeah. So it was it was Hook and R- Ricky Starks came out uh, with the F- FTW title, uh, and he wanted Cage to use it as a weapon. And Cage is like, Nah, bro. I told you not to be out here. Taz is on commentary. He's just bitching the entire time about how Cage is being is being dumb. And eventually, uh, through all the distractions from his own team. Page delivers the buckshot lariat and then pins Cage one two three. Oh, I do remember this one spot where like uh, Cage went to do the buckshot lariat. Mm-hmm. Right, that was that was a really fun spot because like he it was it's obviously not his move so like he kind of screwed up the whole uh, like flipping over the ropes into the ring. Yeah, kind of like had to catch his footing so like it threw him off a little bit and then Page Page caught he him. He counters, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, uh, so this match got a beer and a half and 
Then we move on to the the tag team championship match, Young Bucks versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. This was the I looked at Melter star ratings. This was the highest rated match on the card. Yeah, four and four point seven five. Yeah, I could uh, I could see that. <laughs> I mean, we 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 talked about it in the past how Mox usually doesn't like Mox is high profile, but he doesn't always deliver great matches. Because he yeah. he's, he grew up doing like the death matches, and then you know he was with WWE for a while, uh, so he came to he came to AEW, and he he's done the death match kind of thing. But a lot of the times his matches are not very technical. But put him in there with the Young Bucks, and I guess I guess he's ready to deliver. <laughs> yeah, I I thought this match was incredible. This was um, I think this is up there as one of the highest rated tag team matches ever as far as uh b ratings goes yeah. at this point i'm a, i guess i'm allowed to start saying ever i think we've reviewed enough things at this point uh this got three and a half beers i think it's only behind so i, I haven't i don't have the the rankings pulled up but i think it's only behind the 10 man tag from canadian stampede yeah as far as tag matches go so this 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 match was amazing yeah uh, was- i also thought the I also thought the the one the uh, the match that the Bucks had on Dynamite last night was also very good. Yeah. Uh, with them, Pack and uh, Penta. Yeah. There's a there's a part in the match uh, from last night that you can see Matt Jackson uh, like putting his hand up to the crowd and then like doing like a little feet shuffle. Uh, that's because he was listening to our chant. Oh yeah. I think we were calling. I think we were calling him a douchebag. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah, he seemed to enjoy it. Uh, so heel bucks have been doing some callbacks lately to, uh, you know, characters that that the wrestlers he's facing have played in other companies, and in in this match specifically, there was a the 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 young bucks did a uh, a fist bump like the Shield used to do, and then they also did the, the, uh, the power bomb. Yeah, right, they, they went to do the power bomb, and then Mox Mox hit like countered on. Uh, I forget what what movie hit, but he countered and. Uh, they didn't yeah, end up there's doing a ton it. of people. There's a ton of people online that are like not big fans of the like whole making parodies of their former characters. I I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah, I I think it's I, funny. I love it. Yeah, I'm enjoying the the heel bucks. Uh, even even like just everything the elite's doing right now, I I'm enjoying. Don Callis included. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god the the the, I think this was the Omega match, but the fuck you Don chance. At double or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> My God, the crowd hated him. Yeah. Which means he's doing a great uh, job. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, we had the Casino Battle Royale next, which uh, got 3.25 beers, mostly from entrances, eliminations, and a debuting Leo Rush, which nobody got right. Yeah, dude. I, was, I wasn't ready for that, but I was very very happy with it i yeah, i love I, leo rush I, I loved everything he did in wwe we've even talked about him on the pod in the past i think it was our debut episode or our episode zero where like what the fuck is leo rush doing and he he ended up yeah. being the joker and yeah match. now we know what he's doing <laughs> yeah yeah that was uh, uh that was a good debut yeah, nobody also, so nobody got who the Joker would be. Nobody also got the winner correct 
a lot of us, almost all of us pick Christian Cage to win the match. Yeah. And it ends up being Jungle Boy, which I loved. You had Jungle Boy in your in your top four, though, right? Yeah, he always does really well in the battle royals that AEW does. So I, that's why I picked him. Yeah, I, I I had two people in the top four, that being Matt Hardy and Christian Cage. And I think everybody got just about two. You had uh, yeah nobody nobody got three right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you had Cage and and Jungle Boy, and then yeah Jim. yeah, fucking Max Caster gets eliminated super early and. I don't even remember who my fourth person was. I don't either. Uh, but oh, it was it was my it was mystery entrant. Oh right, yeah, and he didn't make it into the top four. Um, but yeah, so so I'm always a fan of of Royal Rumble style uh, matches, which you can call it whatever kind of Rumble Royale you want. But it's a- I like the way that I like the way that they do theirs, where they have like everyone split up by suits because it's all like cards and gambling related or what whatnot yeah and then they have five people come in at once i think it's pretty cool yeah it's i think in like in reality uh it's a way to uh break it up a little differently so it's not as long a match whereas the the royal rumble pay-per-view the royal rumbles are obviously the the match of that show so they get a little more time and this is not the match of the show you know, you're not going to get this this to be the main event. Uh, so it's a good way to to limit the amount of time on entrances and and still deliver the same the same effect, which is a lot of people in the ring at the same time. Right. Uh, so the next match was, oh, God, Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. Uh, he's got a beer and a quarter, and I I just... Every week, week by week, my fandom for Cody grows smaller and smaller. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Cody fan. wasn't really a big fan of this match. I jokingly tweeted last night when I was when I was at AEW. I was like, I'm surprised Cody's ego fits in Daly's place <laughs> because like it's it's literally off the charts. Like how uh, I just don't get it. Yeah. So uh, I picked I picked him to win, but like, I just uh, I don't know. You can't build new stars if if Cody continues to win. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe a go is not ready, but like, if he's not ready, don't don't put him in this spot. Instead, have the match with him a few weeks ago, and then make your make a match with QT Marshall be your pay per view match since he's the leader of the factory, anyways. Yeah. It's uh. Pretty bad booking, in my opinion, for this match and this feud. Uh, but I guess, I guess at the same time, like Cody did put a go-go over in a few spots. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that impressive to me. It wasn't a great match. Yeah, and a go-go's finisher is just a gut punch. Yeah, and they kept on referencing the gut punch, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The feud, the feud just does nothing for me. I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, kind of, so the next match also Miro and Lance Archer, um, I wrote down a beer and a quarter, but then I also wrote down, had to take the dog out and lost count. And I was pretty fucked up by this point. So, and I never went back and watched it. So beer and a quarter is probably a little conservative. I don't know, but that's what I'm giving it. All right. And I also don't remember a whole lot about the match. I just know that Miro won. Yeah, Miro. And then I got it right. Miro won. Uh, 
and it was just a decent match. Um, two big men. Miro obviously ha- ha- like has had a big fan following for years now, and he's finally getting recognition in some way or another. But eh, uh, like Meh. anything he's done in in AEW hasn't been spectacular, you know. Yeah. Even his match with Darby, who and Darby can't put on a bad match, uh, was more meh. Like Darby was good, and Miro is just like exactly that. Uh, is that a good segue? Because isn't that the next match? No, it's no, not. No, the next Damn match it. is Sheeta, Sheeta, and Britt Baker. That was a good try, though, bud. Segue: Darby Allen does not have the next match. <laughs> it's actually, but. Yeah. But you know who did have the next match? <laughs> Boom! There we go. <laughs> nice. Hikaru Shida, Hikaru Shida, and Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship, and new champ, Britt Baker. A lot of us called that. Uh, this match got a beer and a half. I thought it was very good. Once again, like kind of same thing with Riho and and Serena Deeb. Like the the women's matches that they're putting on, the 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 women that they're putting in prominent spots, they're delivering every time they go out there. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just the lack of how many stars they have, which I think will just come with time. Yeah. I mean, and then hope, and then also probably some new signings soon. The interesting part is, uh, something we didn't talk about at the beginning of the show, which maybe it hasn't, hasn't come up in the show yet chronologically, but they made the, the announcement for the, the new, the new, uh, AW show that's going to be on Fridays. Oh, Rampage with the Mark Henry announcement? Yeah. Yeah, that has that was that was after the Omega match. Yeah. There's a there's a finish your beer right there for you <laughs> if we're if we're looking yeah, for reasons. So uh when I originally when I originally wrote down how many beers this pay per view was, I had twenty six point seven five. And then I remembered that Mark Henry debuted and I was like, Well, there's that. Yep. Uh yeah, so so with the, the women's division Kind kind of small, especially if you consider how large the men's division is. Uh, I I don't know, dude. It, the, I don't know if they're going to do a true split or they're just looking to get on TV twice twice a month or twice a week. Um, yeah, because I think it's going to be only an hour long. The Rampage show. Yeah, well, that's good. So, <laughs> yeah, I thank God it's not going to be like Raw and SmackDown because I mean, obviously Raw and SmackDown have more more stars. Uh, more more talent but like it's five hours of wrestling a week whereas like this you'll have like a little bit less people probably but it's gonna be two hours less of of wrestling which yeah i mean and I, i'm the less i'm wondering the, how the less because they already have three wrestling shows if you include elevation and and dark like they're putting out so much wrestling a week they're putting out more wrestling a week than than WWE is. Eh, I mean, dark and dark elevation are also only one hour long. Yeah, that's so that's it's true. Four, it's four it's four total hours. Um, but also, like, there's no need to watch dark and dark elevation because those those shows are strictly there to give people wins because it's a like them them making it a, more of like a sporting based thing where they have like quote-unquote like the records count in in the rankings so this is where people get wins is on dark and dark elevation 
I don't know if that's, we've that's literally that's literally the only reason it's there. I don't I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I was thinking about it today when I was watching Dynamite. I I like the concept of of the rankings in in AEW, but I don't actually give a shit about the rankings. I just like it so that I can keep track of who's actually the number one contender. Yeah. And stuff like that. The, other than that, like the the actual like uh what do you uh the records I don't care about, but actually having a a one through five ranking for every division I I really enjoy. Yeah. So I know like who who are like the top five people that they're going to be pushing here soon, and or that they're pushing currently, and you can see that in the rankings. Yeah. So I I do I do really like it. Yeah. I, I just I just don't I don't care about the records. I, I don't follow it. I I also don't don't really care about the records. I get what you're saying as well, and that that is a good way to see who who is going to be the next competitor. But I also like predicting, like who who like we've talked about uh, who we think the next competitors on Raw, NXT, and SmackDown are going to be. Or uh, uh, yeah, challengers, I guess would be the right word. We've talked about who we think the next people are going to be. I like the prediction part as well. So yeah, there's there's that portion of it, but like also sometimes WWE just picks someone that doesn't make any fucking sense. No, they've never done that. Jinder Mahal deserved that title run. Well, Jinder Mahal won a match to become the number one contender, but why was he in the number one contender <laughs> match to begin with is the is the real reason. <laughs> Dude fucking lost every match for like three years straight or something like that before, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're going to put you in a number one contender match. What do you think? What do you think, Raven? <laughs> Did she just like growl or moan? Yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's, real, she's real snuggly right now. And she turned towards my microphone, so I, I had to ask her what she thought about the whole situation. <laughs> All right. What what were we talking about? Um I think we were gonna move on. We were just talking about We were probably we were we were probably going to segue into the Sting and Darby Allen versus Ethan Page Scorpio Sky Matt. <laughs> Boom, nailed it. Yeah, nice segue, dude. Boom, crushed it. <laughs> uh Sting still got it. Yeah. I I mean Sting hasn't competed. Well, I think they kept on saying since 2015 and six years since Seth, yeah, Seth no, Rollins I mean, tried to kill him. Yeah, exactly. That was a night of champions. I think we've talked about before. Uh, this match got a beer in a quarter. And at this point of the pay-per-view, I was very drunk. And the only other thing I wrote other than Sting still got it is, um, let me see if I can. Wow. F double submission spot. I don't know what F double means because it's all it's all one word. So I guess there was a double submission spot then. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it was the, it was in the middle of the ring. Uh Darby Allen put a put a submission on one of the guys and Sting put a submission on the other guy. Uh and then or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe I have a feeling that it was probably like Scorpion Scorpion Death uh Yeah, Deathlock. And then probably like Scorpio Sky put something on Darby. No, no, it was Darby. Darby and Sting had submissions on on the on the bad guys. Um, hmm. Well, I don't remember anything. Yeah, and then yeah, I think I think it just got called off by the by the ref. I just wonder why I wrote F double, or if that was just like a typo. Probably sounds like something you would do, especially drunk me. Yeah, absolutely. So it was at this point that. I start really not remembering what what the hell happened. So luckily, I went back and watched the Omega match and the Stadium Stampede match. 
there's a real reason why I went back and watched the stadium stampede match, which we'll get to. But we had the world championship triple threat match next. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy three-way match. This was amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the things I specifically remember is is Kenny Omega just bringing all his belts into the ring and, and using them as weapons. Yeah, Don Callis at the at ringside throwing him in there. There was, um, yeah, he used all four belts as weapons. I think he hit Pack every like all four times. Yeah, and there were so like the crowd was super hot for Cassidy as expected. There was a ton of false finish spots. Well, yeah, there- and then also and then also the one where Callis pulls the ref out because it looks like Orange is gonna win. Yeah, Orange got screwed. Fo- followed by the fuck you Don chants, which were classic loved it i love a, I love a good chant that has a curse word in it yeah yeah that's how you know it's a good crowd but yeah so so orange cassidy ended up getting screwed uh that's all yeah and, and omega ends up winning there was a note that i have here that says don Callis mentioned a drinking game oh yeah i, t- I texted I was... you guys about that uh yeah he he said uh i wish i i don't know where my phone is right now but I, I sent it in the group. I think something something in the match was happening like over and over and over. And he was like, if you're doing like it, it would be terrible if you were playing a drinking game to that. No, and, it, it was in uh, our, or something, something like that. And like in my mind, I'm like, oh, Don, if you only knew. No, it was uh, it was the other commentators kept on mentioning something from the past. Uh, and oh, yeah, it was like, luckily, there's not a drinking game for every time you mention that or something. Yeah. Like that. Uh. Hold on, I'm I'm trying to find it now. I mean, that's going to be tough to find. Um, ah, here it is. It's my message. I said, uh, he says something to the effect of, "You mention these referees one more time, this is going to turn into a drinking game or something." <laughs> and then you you responded, "I heard that and chuckled like, like I haven't been drinking the whole time, Tony." So it wasn't Don Callis, <laughs> apparently. You, no, I think. Wait, well, in your message, you said Tony. Well, you have to remember that I was also hammered, so maybe I meant Don. Yeah, maybe maybe during your rewatch you realize that it was Don Callis. But yeah, this this match was amazing. I would go back and watch this like ten times out of ten. It was it really the whole pay per view was incredible. Like, there's really like one match that I don't really care about, and it's the Cody match. Uh, but all the other matches I loved. And then we had the uh, the, the well, we already mentioned the debut of Mark Henry. He's going to be like a coach and also an announcer for AEW Rampage. And then they also mentioned on Friday uh, that, or I guess he mentioned that he still has a lot left in the tank. So I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see for that if we ever get Mark Henry back in the ring. And then we move on, Joe, to the new number one rated beer ratings match of all time. I cannot see anything really ever breaking this stadium stampede pinnacle versus inner circle uh hand up when i watched this live this is the whole reason why i had to go back and watch this when i watched this live i did not i did not could not would not keep up with the drinking game so i had to go back and watch it and i didn't even drink for it the second time because i knew it was going to be bad i just kept a tally and just said like 14 sips is a beer. Yeah. Joe, this match got nine fucking beers. Nine beers. 
nine beers. We've had pay-per-views that have gotten nine beers. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like if you played the drinking game to this match, it's about I don't know, probably like what, 45 minutes worth of TV time. I don't I don't have the Wikipedia pulled up, but it's probably got the time for the match. It's probably like in the 40 minute range. Uh nine beers in 40 minutes. Yeah, that's it. There was a lot of weapon use. A uh, couple finishers, a couple not not there were there was like not necessarily returns, but you know the uh, the cameos. The, there was yeah the Urban Meyer cameo, the Conan cameo, uh, which I I had no idea that that was Conan. I've really never seen a Conan match, uh, but I had to I had to have like the it was the announcer saying oh that's Conan and I was like oh cool. But like I've never seen a Conan match, hand up. Um, but yeah, you, the when I rewatched it, I I figured out what the the big spot, like the big uh, point in the match, the turning point for, because I I then vividly remembered, oh, this is when I stopped caring about the drinking game and just decided, let's just finish this pay per view and go to sleep on Sunday. It was the FTR and Santana Ortiz that entire portion yeah and and the bar fight yeah i think it was so for one when they see each other uh they start breaking bottles over random people's heads and then they meet each other just do like do this brawl around the uh around the bar tables and then later one of them's by an escalator which has a trash can next to it and it's either santana or t i think it was santana hits one of the FTR guys, probably Dax, with a trash can 20 times. Has to be at least 20 times. And then they cut to the other two fighting, and then they cut back to Santana and Dax. Uh, and then Santana's just throwing beer bottles. Yeah. And probably just threw like 10 beer ten beer bottles at him. Right at his which, head, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I'm going to drink for every single one of those because it's technically weapon use. Yeah, and then... Uh Earlier in the match, you had Chris Jericho and MJF going at each other, uh, and he he throws footballs directly at MJF. He throws at least oh, like yeah. two footballs, and then he takes the the laptop and smashes them like two or three times. The the spot right after that where he puts him in the rolly chair and then like rolls him and then he flips over the the railing through a table. I thought that was a cool spot. Um, and then later in the MJF and Jericho thing, so. Uh, we already mentioned Chad is the new champion. This was the spot that sealed the deal for him. So I had Cody to bleed, and he had MJF. So Cody, that son of a bitch, for once in his life on a pay-per-view, did not bleed, which I could not believe. Uh, and then MJF gets put through a window, and it's the only person in this match that bled, which was very surprising. Yeah, I had Jericho. That would have tied me with you. Yeah. So... Yeah, he yeah, I was I, he was upset. bleeding before that, I think, though. Uh Yeah, I mean, even what? even if he didn't bleed, Chad and I would have been tied and his he would have won the tiebreaker as well because the pay-per-view ended so late and his tiebreaker time was later than mine. So, yeah, it ended up being like a 4-hour pay-per-view just about. Yeah. Yeah, I would have lost either way. Um Sammy Guevara ends up picking up the win for the inner circle they end up like making their way back into the arena which i thought was cool uh because i think they they had everything pre-taped up until the the spots where 
they actually got back in the the arena into Daly's place. So they also had like Jericho and MJF getting back into the arena, like up in the balcony a little bit. And then you cut to Guevara doing the callback with the uh, golf cart spot and chasing and being the one chasing someone down this time, chasing down Sean Spears back into the ring. Uh, and then hits the uh, 630 for the win. Yep. And it was it was a great way to close out the show. Yeah, and that does close out the show for 27 and three quarters, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hard-pressed to beat that unless we combine two nights of WrestleMania together. <laughs> um, I have a feeling even like this year's WrestleMania wouldn't beat that. Yeah, probably not. Uh, maybe like, Still I mean, maybe a I mean, Royal think Rumble. About- I don't know, like... Yeah, those are on another level, especially the ones nowadays where you have two of them. Yeah. But we'll have to see. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a hard to beat. Very hard to beat. <laughs> uh, even Hell in a Cell next week. <sighs> no, it's not next week. It's two uh, weeks that's from now. Two weeks from now, yeah. Yeah, so next week we're going to do predictions for TakeOver and the next, whatever the next... I have it written down somewhere. Whatever the next pay-per-view is in the retro beer ratings. Then the week after that, we've got a beer ratings for TakeOver in your house and predictions for Hell in a Cell because they're literally a week apart. Yeah. So um, uh, let's, shall we, shall we move on to the weekly wrestling recap? Yeah, let's start now that we're getting into the weekly wrestling. Let's start with uh, the stars that got released this week. Some were very surprising. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta crack a new beer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's good stuff. Every time, have to be, you have to be silent. Also trying a new beer, Cooper River Brewing, Golden Ale. I'm uh, trying a new beer. It's called Bood Light. Bood. Yeah. Whoa, that sounds delicious. It, it's, it's pretty great, honestly. I recommend it. I go. I totally forgot to mention that. Um, I loved the fact that when the inner circle made their entrance down, like from the, what do you call it? What What do you call those things? They were like on cords, and they like. Oh yeah. Uh, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? I don't. Uh, ri- they it basically was like a rig. They basically, yeah. They basically like scaled the the scoreboard yeah and then under the scoreboard was a giant bud light sign yeah it was it was yeah, great i saw that too great great advertising there but yeah um weekly wrestling recap so yeah you want to start with the releases so hold, hold on right. Before, now that you've mentioned that uh, i i want to mention that i've i finally watched uh i finally watched the the last days of owen hart's uh dark side of the ring I watched a couple Dark oh, Side thought, of the Rings this weekend. I thought you were going to say the uh, Brian Pillman one. I watched that one too. Oh, okay. Because that was like the one we talked about. Uh, it was either last week or two weeks ago. And I was like, you have no idea that he dies soon. Because <laughs> yeah. you were like, it's really exciting watching Brian Pillman Jr. And then in our retro beer ratings, we're also getting to see Brian Pillman. And we get to see him for a long time. And I was like, oh, Joe. Yeah, we did not. We We are not going to get to watch him for a long time but yeah uh so so uh i thought it's probably it's probably weird for chris jericho to to come down in a ring that way knowing like he was probably at that pay-per-view that owen hart died um um 
Probably. I think he was in the the Not, he was ninety ninety nine. Yeah, he was in the I episode. Don't, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't remember when he got signed in ninety nine, but I think it was like in August. So I just I don't remember when Over the Edge ninety nine was. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah. So getting into the weekly review then. Yeah. So the following uh, wrestlers were released by WWE this week: Braun Strowman, Alistair Black. Lana, Ruby Riot, Murphy, and Santana Garrett. So I'm surprised by three of those. I'm disappointed by probably three to four of those. Um, yeah. Uh, first let's off, let's just start with Santana. Let's just start with Santana Garrett. Don't really care. Yeah, I because I, I, I had to I, look up who I've that never, was. I've never. I think she was in a Royal Rumble. Yeah. I think she like entered number one. She was ever on team. No. I'm, no, I'm, yeah, no I, I looked her up, and I, I'm pretty sure she entered number one uh, with uh, Rhea Ripley last year. Rhea Ripley was number two, and she was number one. No, Bailey was number one uh, this past year. No, I'm talking about the year that Rhea Ripley was almost won. That was this year. That was literally this year. When did Rhea enter last year? When when she almost won the Royal Rumble with Charlotte? Dude, I don't know. All right, well, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Um, the rest, the rest of these, the, the Lana one doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. Don't really care. The rest, the rest of them surprise me and they all kind of hurt. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big fan and it's all, they're saying it's all due to budget cuts, quote unquote, which is bullshit. Well, like, well, like they've had, they've had their most profitable year on to, to date this past year. Yeah, so so what I've read is specifically with uh Braun Strowman and Lana was that they ha- they both had really big contracts and there's a lot of rumors going around that WWE is going to be selling the company and they're trying to trying to make themselves look even more prop- profitable so that they can get that that big deal, that Vince McMahon's last big deal. Yeah, it's it's whatever. Um, I mean, I don't I highly I highly doubt they're going to sell, but you know, I've highly doubted lots of things in the past and I've probably been wrong about a lot of them. So, I'll probably be wrong about that as well. It's really just cuz I don't want to see it sold to The rumor is NBC. They've always had a great relationship with NBC. They've been, I mean, they're obviously on Peacock now and then USA is owned by NBC and they've been on USA for shit at least 20 years now. So, yeah. So, they've got They've got a good relationship with NBC. That would be the that would be the place that or the people that I would expect to want to buy them. It's just like they would kill it. Like they would ruin everything. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so so starting I guess starting with the people we care about, uh Ruby Riot getting released, we like she has to be one of the one of the most underrated wrestlers on or she was one of the most underrated wrestlers on uh, either Raw or SmackDown, uh, she was like, like she she put on some crazy matches, especially during the height of the Riot Squad when Sarah Logan was still there. Uh, I think yeah. she had one great match against uh, Sasha Banks for the title, and then she had a great match against uh, Ronda Rousey, and yeah, got released. Apparently, also like a lock, locker room leader. Uh, really. Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of the women wrestlers put out like nice notes about her uh about like her not not necessarily I say locker room leader but I mean like I more mean like 
just like maintaining morale in the locker room kind of thing. Yeah. Um, my thing, my thing with Ruby Riot is we, you know, we we said we we said we don't normally talk about it, but I kind of have to with her because she, her thing was a women's tag team. You you get rid of like the Riot Squad was probably the only actual women's tag team. Yeah, like they actually had a tag team name and like have been tagging for a while and the rest of them the rest of the quote-unquote tag teams and your women's division is just two single stars put together and their tag team name is their 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 ring names put together yeah and then also lana was also part of it technically right who was she with naomi naomi yeah yeah so your already thin women's tag team division is down two more teams now yeah Unless you put Liv Morgan and Naomi together, but that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, Liv, Liv so. already had a character shift on SmackDown this week, uh, which we can talk about in a little bit. But I mean, I didn't like I said, I didn't watch SmackDown because I was at, in Jacksonville. So that's up to you. The only thing, the only thing I know that happened is that the the Mysterios and the Usos fought twice, and the Mysterios are still the champs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Other than that, uh, Braun Strowman. Just had a hell of a match with with uh, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley at the last pay-per-view. Yeah, he just had a hell of a match. He's obviously a, a big star. Kind of kind of misused the last couple of years. So I'm if he can if he can get out of WWE and be used better, then I'll I'll be happy for him. But at the- I feel like wherever wherever he goes, he's going to be used better than what he has been the past year, two years. Yeah, he got the big show so. treatment for sure, like the heel heel turn, face turn, repeat repeatedly. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, the I he's one of the ones though that I don't want to see. I I would not. I would prefer to not see him in AEW. Yeah, I mean AEW has already got their big man division, but I just yeah they 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 don't need him. And I don't, I don't know. I, but, but I mean, after that, I don't know where he would fit in. He would, I mean, I figure he could probably find a place to fit in pretty much anywhere. I don't know. But, uh, I think as far as like going to AEW, I think Lana is a lock to go to AEW. Oh yeah. If she's going to, if she's going to continue to be a wrestler, she's still, yeah. not, she's still not a very good wrestler, honestly. Like, yeah, but I mean, M- Miro's there. Yeah, and so she'll even, have she'll have creative control. Like she'll have more creative control there, and she could probably actually just be a manager for him. Yeah, that's true. Just like the old days. Yeah. So, um, and then Alistair Black. Alistair Black has to be the biggest disappointment for me, because same. I love Alistair Black. Uh, we talked about him last week. We talked about him for a while last week. Is he was he was been off television for about six months and he was finally getting back into a storyline attack biggie was going to get into a feud there and then all of a sudden released in like at the very beginning of his storyline yeah it doesn't make like that's the most disappointing and the most shocking because of what recently had transpired on television the Braun one is also very shocking just because he's literally in your main event uh, or one of your main event matches uh, at the last pay-per-view. So that one also just like did was kind of shocking, but the, yeah, the Alistair black one just came back from months off television and 
has been back for a couple weeks now and the vignettes just every like, week <laughs> yeah then they then they put him then they just release him yeah so uh, that that one was disappointing uh but did you read any of the stuff online about what he was trying to do no so apparently he was going to try to be in a feud with the fiend um because uh it was like something about like so Seth Rollins was the one that gave Black his eye patch or whatever. You know, like screwed up his eye, right? And apparently that was all due to the fiend and Rollins thing. And then Rollins like I guess right, that's when Rollins turned into the Messiah and then started like gouging people's eyes and shit and Black's character was like I blaming all of that on the fiend and he was gonna like do all that calling back to that hmm. and make make a pretty decent story out of it like that's like what his where his mind went hmm. and it's just all being wasted away yeah but but i i really hope he goes i don't know i kind of hope he does like the cody thing and uh does a bunch of different promotions yeah, the, the and the, then the, uh, probably find finds a home in AEW at the end. Yeah, the 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 callback that I would like to see is the NXT Championship match of him versus Andrade. I think that that they they put on a great match in the past, and I think that they can continue to put on good matches. So I wouldn't mind if he ended up in AEW and he he got into a feud with Andrade right away. Yeah. So speaking of that, like when Vicky came out last night, I like I already talked about, like it was really hard to understand what they were saying because of the like the acoustics in Daly's place. So I like, didn't understand what she was saying. And then all of a sudden I just looked to my left and on the stage is Andrade. And I was like, holy fucking shit, dude. Because <laughs> like she announced him and like even the announcers were like, when I watched it back, the announcers were like, wait, what did she just say? Yeah. And then there, like, there he is. I was very surprised. I, I can't believe, like, I'm, I'm pumped that he's with AEW. Um, but I didn't think he would be signing there. I thought he'd be going to like AAA since him and Omega are going to fight for the AAA championship in what, August, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but. yeah. They, they have a match set, which I guess they'll build that feud on, on dynamite the next couple weeks. Yeah. And I think that, That'll be the beginning of Kenny Omega getting his titles taken away from him. Yeah, I think because um, he's been Triple H champ I think for it, like three years, like or two years. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah, I think that'll probably actually be the second one that he loses. I think at some point he's going to lose the Impact one before that. Well, that's probably technically at Slam, two, that's technically prob- two titles. Yeah, probably at Slammiversary, um, which I think is a July pay per view. Yeah. To, for them to daniel bryan <laughs> daniel Dude, bryan was teased e- everyone everyone's saying daniel bryan's leaving wwe is fucking dumb yeah i agree uh but but uh impact did put out that that teaser of a four slam anniversary where they had a bunch of the really stars uh they had a bunch of the really do- stars and some of the gimmicks and and one of them was the yes thing uh, so I do think I do think Samoa Joe will be there. Yeah, I think Samoa Joe at Slammiversary. Uh, I can't think of anyone else at the at the moment, but yeah, Samoa Joe would be awesome. We haven't seen him in ring since 
Christmas time over a year ago. Yeah. Or may, maybe a little after that. So um, There's only two other things I wanted to talk about from this week. So, uh, obviously, Adnan Verk is gone. Jimmy Smith is in. We talked about it last week. Much uh, better. Big I thought, improvement. Uh, yeah. I, I am 100% in agreement with you here. I think it's just like his experience commenting on combat sports uh in i think he was you said he was in usc and bellator i think he did a little bit yeah right it, it's it just gives him a leg up on somebody that's done only done like baseball like verk did so yeah he he crushed it i thought i i think he's gonna do very well with that for as their play-by-play guy i saw a bunch of people being like um why can't you just have Corey graves and byron saxon do it together and it's like none of those guys are play-by-play guys like they would they would have terrible chemistry like just the two of them it would be terrible, <laughs> and Byron Saxton al- already is like terrible to have. <laughs> I love Byron like te- just terrible to listen to. I don't know. I, I, sometimes I, I just can't. I, I can't stand what he says. I don't like Byron, but I like Corey Graves just knocking Byron down. All I like the time. I like Corey Graves making fun of Byron yeah, Saxton. That, yeah, that's that's why love I that. like Byron around. Uh, yeah, I mean you have to you have to have that person around. Yeah, it was kind of like how. Taz used to make fun of Michael Cole back in the day on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so something I wanted to talk about this week was Randy Orton came back with a goatee. And, you know, he talked to he talked to Randy or, or to Matt Riddle and continued the, the RK bro thing and ended up ended up using Matt Riddle's finisher, oh, the, the bro Derek. I thought that yeah. was pretty cool follow-up from the week before when riddle hit the rko yeah i i hadn't wrote i hadn't wrote that down uh but yeah i'm i'm still enjoying everything rk bro it's probably the only thing on raw that i'm enjoying at this point because once again we had the exact same show as we did last week yeah that's true it was fucking terrible Um, i mean even the rk bro stuff was the same stuff it's just enjoy it's just enjoyable yeah and then uh, Drew McIntyre is going to challenge again. Yeah, what a shocker. <laughs> good match. Uh, like, really good match. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't put those two... You can't put McIntyre and Kofi Kingston in the ring and expect anything less than a good match. But, you know, it's the same exact thing we saw last week. Except this time, there there couldn't be interference. So what did they do? They came out after the match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i got nothing else for raw do you got anything no i wanted to get to nxt because nxt was fucking awesome nxt was great <laughs> we started with the triple threat it was a great match all the way up until the end oh yeah i forgot about but, that dude. but it made but it made sense it made sense right so the the they they're doing the fatal five way kind of what i talked about a few weeks ago which I, I thought that Finn would also be involved and make it like a six-man something, but now they're just doing a fatal five-way. Finn not in the picture. Uh, Adam Cole returns. So you've got Karrion Cross, Adam Cole, Gargano, Pete Dunne, and Kyle O'Reilly facing off it, take over in your house for the NXT Championship. And Adam Cole also comes out later and cuts a like one of the best promos that I, I've I think probably up there with best promo of the year so far. Yeah, pretty close. On Karrion Cross. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like you've got you've got the cool entrance music, you've got the fog machine, you got the lights, you got the girl to make you feel special. It's like you know how they make Adam Cole feel special. They ring the freaking bell. I was I got chills. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, this is amazing. Yeah. So yeah, he is now full on baby face. What like fucking white hot baby face, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, the because this is this is the first time that he's gonna be a baby face since being in NXT. Carry despite all wait no. Cole. Cole's wait. See, I'm I'm a little confused, uh, because I did not get the impression that Cole was a babyface after after this NXT. Oh, I think he definitely is. He comes out and he he destroys everyone in the number one contender match, and then he gets kicked out of the ring or kicked out of the building and then comes back. He's definitely yeah. a heel in this in this story. That sounds like something that Stone Cold Steve Austin did on a weekly basis in the nineties. I don't know. Not to say that he's like not to say that the two are comparable, but like the the promo he cut was babyface. He was getting cheered. Yeah, but I But I mean he always gets cheered, so we'll see. Yeah. I, I think I, he's I think he's gonna get pushed as a babyface. I didn't I didn't grab babyface from this uh from this week after after he just fucking destroyed everybody in the in the three way for the number one contendership, uh, yeah, that was. I mean, maybe maybe I'm just really stupid. So that was the only thing that really bothered me about this week was the ending to that match. Was Adam Cole? They were having a fucking great match, and then Adam Cole just comes out and destroys everybody in the ring, and then it goes to commercial break, and it, it comes back, and the match is over. It's Ember Moon is is out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It makes sense that that's the story you're trying to tell. The story you're trying to tell is like we're gonna have this multi-man match at Takeover. Here, how do we how do we set it up? This is this is how you set it up. But they don't even they don't even like announce that. But it, that they that they yeah, called if off they the were match. always if they were always gonna do the multi-man match, you didn't have to have this triple threat match. That's the one. That's the one kind of the thing about that. But then you don't get to see the match. So who knows? Yeah. No, it just bothered me that that. They went to commercial break and then it came back and it wasn't like fallout from that. Yeah, I mean, not everything can make sense, Joe. Um, other matches set up for for uh, takeover: L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. Yep. And then there was another match set up too. It was for the women's tag team. Ember, so. Ember, and um, Shotzi, Raquel. It's no Ember and Raquel for the women's oh, championship right, right. set up with Shotzi uh, and uh, is Candace. The, is the way defending? I mean, I'm no, they're not. They're, they're not defending right now. Uh, it's no. I don't know why I said Candice. Never mind. Oh, the other match is Zia Lee versus Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, so they'll probably end up announcing like a uh, probably since there's two women's matches on there already. They'll probably announce a. Um, probably not a North American championship, probably a tag team championship match with MSK and I don't know, somebody, they just had a match for the tag team championships though. So I don't know. There's not really any other feuds going on right now. Is there? No, not in the women's division. This might be a really bad takeover other than the, the NXT championship match. Uh, like Zia Lee and Mercedes Martinez. Meh. Ember- Cameron, like the Cameron Grimes story is okay but i don't think that it'll it'll be like a fucking barn burner of a match with him and la Knight. yeah i think that la Knight's la Knight's been kind of disappointing for me so far i think that ember like the ember moon match that we talked about 
uh, when Raquel first got, when she first won the championship, I think it's happening too soon because if you remember, I talked about how I wanted it to her to have a bunch of feuds before then and then Ember Moon to finally come and take it off of her. So, oh, that's right, yeah. So I think this match is happening too soon. I think that it they, they should wait. And, and yeah, because I, I don't think Ember Moon's going to pick up the win against Raquel right now because Ra- Raquel Gonzalez is white hot right now, you know? Yeah. At this point, do you think uh, jumping off of that and onto the main event, do you think there's any way that Karrion Cross loses? No. No, I don't. Yeah, it's, I I would find it hard to pick anyone other than him in that match. It's going to be tough. But then at that point, like, he's beaten everyone, so, like, who's next, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, what they'll end up doing is probably... Adam Cole one-on-one. Yeah, probably Adam Cole one-on-one, and then... I don't know. Adam Cole can't be the champ again. I mean, he he could be. I would like it. Yeah, I mean, he would be good, especially now that he's by himself, so it'd be a story we haven't seen before. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that's all I got on NX, NXT. Uh, the main event was pretty good. Uh, was that? That was the, the, tag? the tag the tag team, yeah. Because they were like celebrating tag team action the entire week because I guess there's some kind of anniversary for the tag team titles. Oh, it was for the WWE tag team titles. I remember, I remember hearing about that now because... I think when I was watching NXT, I was like also doing a bunch of chores around the house, so like I just had it on, and then I would sit. I I sat down and watched like the Adam Cole in the Triple Threat match, and then yeah, but they talked about it on SmackDown and, think, and Dynamite as well. I mean, I didn't watch SmackDown and Dynamite. I didn't watch until this morning, or after I got home today. So yeah, um, I don't remember them talking about it on Dynamite though. But I guess I wasn't. listening I'm pretty too sure hard. they did. Uh, it, like the commentators just briefly mentioned it. Um, is there anything with dynamite that I didn't touch on yet? Oh, you want to talk about dynamite first? I thought that was going to be the last thing. Uh, but I guess it makes sense that we talk about that now. I mean, uh, as far as SmackDown goes, is there anything you want to talk about? Cause I don't No, I, I didn't watch it. So no, it, it looks like there could be a, a split that eventually leads to Jimmy finally acknowledging Roman coming up pretty soon. Um, Okay. What was actually, what was the, uh, so I read that there was like a, uh, like a wacky finish to the first tag team match. Yeah, the, what the, the first one, Dominic pins uh, Jimmy and his shoulders were up on, on the, th- on the third count, but the ref, the ref botched the call. So, you know, Roman says, go get another match for tonight. And he goes up to Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce. And it's like, hey, we're we, we're having another match night, and then Adam Pierce goes up to the Mysterios as they're on their way out of the building and says, hey, you guys have to stick around. You're having another match night. And then in the main event, which was the Usos versus the Mysterios, uh, it looked like the Mysterios were going to pick up the win again, and then Roman comes in and attacks the Mysterios and just beats down the Mysterios, and then Ray obviously was pretty upset about that so we could see a Rey Mysterio versus Roman feud here pretty soon that would be really good yeah or yeah they would have to lose the they would have to lose the belts first I I don't want to see tag team champion Rey versus Roman Reigns yeah um also like the story that you could get out of that with Roman probably just like bullying Dominic yeah and and, and that's exactly what it was pissing Rey off yeah he he just beat the shit out of Dominic and then Jimmy was like 
yo, Oos, not like this, not like this. And he walked out of the ring and he was like, hey, bro, you can't do this. Just stop. Not like this. Yeah, because Dominic's character is also like very sympathetic. Yeah. Um, like he can he can draw a lot of sympathy from the crowd. Like I feel like that would actually be really like that could do really well. I never thought about that. Yeah. Never thought that a Rey Mysterio Roman Reigns feud is something I'd want to see. Um, maybe I was I would like maybe like seven years ago, but like not now. But yeah, I I, I do want to see it now. Now that like we're talking about it, like that is definitely something I would I would like to see. Yeah. Other than that, uh, Liv Morgan is now a single star and. She she faced yeah, Carmella. Yeah, I mean by by default. Yeah, she faced Carmella and she definitely had a character shift. Wasn't a great match. Uh Carmella picks up the win. But Morgan's like Morgan shot a shot like a promo before the match where she was like uh I'm prettier than you basically, so it's pretty lame shit. Um yeah. Boogs Boogs was here again. We love Boogs. Oh man. <laughs> I need to go back and watch SmackDown strictly for Boogs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I read that. So I, I did all the like reading on SmackDown on Bleacher Report. They gave that match like really low rating. Yeah, it wasn't a great match. Uh, and But I love Boogs. <laughs> it's, just, it's just such a great name yeah. for character. Um, all right, you ready? Do you want to talk about... AEW at all? Do you have anything else for AEW? Uh, well, first off, match of the week. Uh, I don't want to say Stadium Stampede. Like, does can we? Does Double or Nothing count? No, I think the I think match of the week pretty much goes to the weekly review, not the pay per view reviews. I mean, it happened this week. All right, if if I were to include Double or Nothing, I would probably take the Bucks versus Moxley and Kingston. Fair. Or the triple threat, Omega, Cassidy, and Pack. Like they were both probably like, like on equal footing for me. Uh, for me though, hmm, I thought that the, so the NXT triple threat was good, but the ending kind of hurt it for me. Yeah. So I'm not gonna pick that. I actually I think I'm gonna go with. I, I mean, I'm probably gonna go with the Bucks versus Death Triangle. Yeah, I would. I would go oh. with uh, Bucks versus Death Triangle. It was a good match. Um. Should have been the main event over uh, Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that match just wasn't good. So after the show, they like they always do like a, a dark match. A closeout thing. Yeah, no, there wasn't a dark match. It was really just Dustin cutting a very heartfelt promo to close out the show, basically like thanking the crowd for everyone being there and all that stuff. Um, but the match, the the, the match with Camarado just was not that good. Like he's still really green in the ring. Uh, you knew Dustin was going to win that match the whole time. You also knew the Bucks were going to win their match, but like, despite like it being predictable, like it was still a very good match. Yeah, like on a weekly basis now for the last two months, the Bucks have been putting up greater than four star matches in my opinion. Like on a weekly basis, and it's been incredible. Yeah, I can't really think. I can't re- like. I can't think of another match that's like on its level. Yeah, well, if if the if the fatal or the 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 three man match got to finish, I would probably put that at the top. But as I, as yeah. you mentioned and I mentioned, like the end was just. I liked that Adam Call came back, and I like if they had actually said that the match was called off for whatever reason, then I'd be all right with it. But in a in a why can't uh, why can't I think of the name of the match? Not a fatal three-way, 
a triple threat. A triple threat. God damn. I must be drinking too much. <laughs> yeah, but in a triple threat, it's no disqualification, so it just didn't make any sense. Like, that really ruined it for me. I think the I think it sat better with me than it did. For, it sounds like it sat better with me than it did for you because I feel like I knew all along that they were going towards this multi-man match at TakeOver. Yeah, I just think there was a better way to do it. Like Yeah, like announce it ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad I got to see the match. The match was great. I just think that to call off the match with no disqualifications was just lame you know yeah you have to announce things like this ahead of time like you can't have a solid pay-per-view build if you're announcing all your matches like two one or two weeks ahead of time yeah that's what i think AEW does a really good job with is like they're the long-term storytelling and like actually booking matches ahead of time like well enough ahead of, ahead of time to like actually create a good story yeah i agree um but yeah that's so I'm I'm going with the with the Bucks this week on Dynamite. Uh and Bucks versus Kingston and Moxley if we're including Sunday. So you're just copying exactly what I said. No, I mean it was my thought beforehand. Right, but do you have any way to prove that? I have no way of proving it. So you're a copycat. Must be. Anyway, I uh I, I thought I, you were about to say I thought you were about to say speaking of copycats, uh let's move on to SummerSlam nineteen ninety seven. Uh, speaking of SummerSlam 1997, I actually took notes on, on the matches this time. Oh boy. I ended, I watched this with Dewey, which was a lot of fun, uh, because he, he talked to me, he's like, back in the day, I used to watch wrestling with my dad and. Oh, Craig? Shout, yeah, Craig. Shout out Craig. Shout out Craig, long time <laughs> listener. Probably, probably not. I don't even think I don't even think Dewey listens. Son of a bitch. He's not a good friend. No, he's a terrible friend. <laughs> um but he was like, Yeah, I used to like before school in the morning, I would my dad would make me breakfast and he had one of those uh scramblers, so where you could like the VCR scrambler where you could watch the pay per view for free illegally. Sorry, Craig. Um and they would watch like thirty minutes of a pay per view before Dewey would go to school every day. <laughs> And this was like the prime time, like, like when he watched it. it was like the Attitude Era, like the mid '90s to the early 2000s. Um, all right, let's get into some retro beer ratings. We are continuing to work our way through 1997, and we are in August. We are at SummerSlam 1997. Uh, I just added it up while we were on a pee break. 11.25 beers pretty decent not even half of what double or nothing just did which i mean it's it's really just like a test to how how much that i was wrong about how the, i thought the drinking game was tailored to the attitude era when it's really tailored to modern wrestling a lot more yeah it's uh definitely modern modern wrestling but well, i mean we haven't gotten really into the attitude era yet so yeah we're getting close but We'll we'll see what happens. I think I think WrestleMania, like when we get when we get to like WrestleMania, uh, probably have to wait till we get to seventeen because it's the best one. But, um, yeah, that'll probably be a good one. I mean, it's going to be a good pay per view. It's just uh, I'm wondering how many beers it's going to be. Uh, we started SummerSlam 1997 with Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Mankind in a steel cage. Great, great opening match. 
two and a half beers for this one because there was a fuck ton of China interference in this one. Yeah, there were. She interfered. Also, also, also a ref, a ref bump. Yeah, she interfered three times, and then also yeah, I was gonna say the ref bump. Yeah, and then obviously every time that you use the cage is use of the environment, so that's also a drink. So yeah, this match ended up getting a decent amount of beer. Yeah, it was. Is this the highest rated of the night, or was it the main event? Hold on. Um, I think they're tied. Yeah. Yeah, they both. They, what did you say well, this one got? Two and a half. Okay. Yeah, I got. I got something similar. Yeah, I think. I think when I like when I've been drinking lately, I think I've been getting like twelve sips out of a beer. I think I've been taking larger sips, which, yeah, hasn't been good for my my drunkness, but it's whatever. These are official beer ratings. It's definitely not uh, subject to how large of sips you're taking. That's for sure. Yeah. Totally. It's very official. The next match we had was Goldust versus Brian Pillman. Uh, this was a decent match. Got a beer and a quarter. I think they also said like the stipulation was if Pillman lost, he had to wear a gold dress on Raw the, the following night. Yeah. And and he lost. Oh. So they left. So they left the dress for him at ringside. Yeah, well, which I thought well, was pretty funny. Well, I think you skipped right over something, dude. Wait, was it the the million dollar thing? No. Well, oh, the million the million over? dollar thing, I I laughed a lot about, but you skipped right over well, the debut of Christine Tax Crusher Whitman, the governor of New Jersey or something like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, they called her Tax Crusher, and I I wrote down in my notes, uh, finish your beer for the debut. I did not do that. <laughs> Neither did I. Did but. not did not finish my beer for the debut of the New Jersey governor. Oh shit. Uh yeah, I just thought it was funny that they gave her uh, a wrestling name, Tax Crusher. The Tax Crusher. Yeah. Nice. Um but yeah, the so I mean, uh, Goldust won that match. It was it was it was all right, but yeah, after the match there was like this um million dollar drawing thing where like you had two people from the crowd, and then they start calling people. There's Todd Pettengill, and then Sonny and Sable were also there. And it was like, pick a number between 1 and 100, and if you pick the right number, it'll unlock this coffin that has a million dollars in it. And so they had this little boy who picks some, picks some number, then some fucking dude from the crowd that like kept looking at Sonny's boobs, yeah, he, which was really He funny. was awkward as shit. <laughs> Yeah, and he picks a number, and then they have a list that they're calling off of, and like the the first the first person doesn't pick up the phone, the second number goes straight to the operator, which by then it's like oh my god this is going off the rails this is so funny, and then um then they finally get the first person on the phone and it's like hello is this so and so I think the guy's name was like Michael or something, and he was like. Hey, this is Todd Pettengill from the from the World Wrestling Federation. Are you watching SummerSlam? <laughs> and he's like, nah. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> it was so funny. He's like, well, that that's okay. Um, why don't you just pick a number between 1 and 100? <laughs> uh, and then they called the fourth person. So they only called... Um, they only had two people that they called to actually like pick up. Dialed four numbers total. But then the second person... Um, this woman actually seemed like a fan of wrestling. She was like very excited to be called. So she was probably watching SummerSlam, but I feel like whoever was in Todd Pettengill's ear, uh, somebody from the back, 
probably told him not to ask the next person that he calls if they're watching SummerSlam. <laughs> uh, yeah, was, it was pretty but funny. Yeah. Yeah, nobody won the million dollars though, so that sucks. We we skipped right past uh, it when we talked about the first match. We we skipped right past the fact that that it was mankind versus Triple H, but they they played on it being dude love in mankind's clothing. Because uh, dude love walks off, he he picks up the win, and then uh, he walks off. Oh and yeah, they dude, played dude loves music. Yeah, they played the dude end. loves music, and he's doing his little dance. And Dude Love always just reminds me of Adam, and that's probably because he was Dude Love that one year of Halloween when we went as the Three Faces. Yeah, something I never want to do again, by the way. You guys got the cool costumes, and I had to go as Mankind, and that was not fun. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I had, to wear, I had to wear a brown, like, brown, or no, I think I just wore black sweatpants and, like, a shitty white button-up, and... Then just the mask. The mask was the worst part. It was the night before the underway, an underway, I remember. Like, oh yeah, I had to so cut like myself off of drunk. drinking because I was on the startup. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't get too drunk that night, <laughs> so that was unfortunate. Halloween's like my favorite holiday. Yeah. I fucking love it. Um, But yeah, uh, next match was Legion of Doom versus the Godwins. Yeah, this was basically like the, the steroids versus the farm boys. Yeah. Ooh. Boom. Boom. I'm having these Victory Summer Love beers again. This time in a can. And uh still very good. Just not as good in a, excuse you. Mm-hmm. Just not as good in, in inside of a can like most things. Yeah. But yeah. Uh LOD versus the Godwins. This got another beer and a quarter. Yeah. Beer and a quarter. But yeah, I the only thing I wrote was steroids versus country boys. Yeah, LOD ends up getting the win. Uh, again, this was another uh, dark side episode that I watched this week, so it was a little more enlightened to what was going on. That and, oh the LOD the LOD one I don't think I've seen that one yet. Yeah, that one and uh, the Brian Pillman one. Uh, in the episode, they specifically mentioned that, like, when Brian Pillman finally signed with WWF, he had a couple good matches, but, like, he definitely wasn't, like, wrestling the same as he did in the past. And yeah, when he went in during the Goldust match specifically, I was looking to see, like, how fucked up his ankle was. Yeah, dude, he was limping the entire time. He wasn't moving well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, it still ended up being a good match, but, uh, and then LOD. Oh, yeah. LOD. All about the steroids, pick up the win, and got a beer and a quarter. Yeah, and then we had the British Bulldog versus Ken Shamrock. It was this this is for yeah, for the European Championship, I think. Yeah. Um this got a beer and Ken Shamrock was super over with the crowd and then had the worst DQ finish I've like one of the worst DQ finishes I've ever seen. I got a beer and a quarter. Dope. And I wrote down four ref bumps, and I was pretty drunk at this point. Were there four ref bumps in this match? If For a beer and a quarter, I highly doubt it. I don't know. I'm not going to rewatch it, but I wrote... I don't think there were four ref bumps. There were. A, I think there were a couple ref bumps, but I wrote down... A I think there was maybe one or two. No, they, I remember this match now. Uh, yeah, it was like one, one ref got knocked out twice, and there were like three refs and like... Three or four refs in, in the in the ring at the end, 
Uh, yeah, there were four ref bumps. There was just not a lot else going on in this match. Wasn't that was that after the match though? It might have been after the match. Yeah, I think that's why I didn't count the ref bumps. Oh, I didn't know we didn't count them. Like I don't, I don't count. Like I count. I don't know. It's kind of weird because I make up all the rules and I just kind of follow follow which rules I want to follow. Yeah, because we definitely so, like on other matches we count the amount like of like I'll count I'll count like a chair shot or a woo after the match, but like a ref bump not during a match is it really a ref bump? Yes, you're still bumping the ref. I guess. I guess. Yeah. So again, we're disagreeing. I guess we should uh, solidify that that uh, actual. Uh, I'll take the I'll will t- take the higher the higher count. Okay. I mean somehow somehow you drank for four rough bumps but only got a quarter beer more than me. Yeah. That's 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 what I'm questioning. I was Joe. I was probably drinking smaller sips at this point. Hmm. Hmm. I mean it's there's a chance I was I I had to work this night so like I was this was on I watched it on Friday. And I woke up, I watched the, the pay-per-view, decided to drink, and then I was going to take a like a four-hour nap afterwards. So I, I, I think I probably started subconsciously cutting back when I was getting closer to the point where I had to go to sleep and then wake up sober. So it might have been a subconscious thing. Likely story. Um, um, this next match. I don't care about this match. <laughs> if this match happens... First of all, this match doesn't happen in 2021, but if it does, the internet would blow up. Yeah. This is literally this is literally a gang war slash race war match. It was it was at times kind of hard to watch, kind of hard to listen to. Um Dewey jokingly said that this match is what started the show Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't recognize anyone except maybe Savio Vega in this match. Savia Vega and Crush. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I don't even. I. I don't even know how to say the names. Uh, Los Boracuas. Something like that. It was a. It was a eight man tag team match. Los Boracuas versus the Disciples of the Apocalypse. Awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> Not. Nice. Got him. <laughs> uh, Beer and, beer and a half in this match. And then also the Nation of Domination came down. So you literally had white versus black versus Hispanic. It was just something that like if this happened in 2021, the the I'm pretty sure everyone's head would explode. This is just something that you can't cannot happen anymore. And it was and that was like it was just a perfectly acceptable thing in 1997. <laughs> Times have changed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Next match. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Owen Hart, Intercontinental Championship, beer and a quarter, and uh, R.I.P. Stone Cold's neck. Yeah, I, uh, I, I remember now that I'm on the Wikipedia page and I'm I'm reading it. I remember the spot specifically when uh, when Owen hits the hits the the tombstone, and it didn't. It's look, like a yeah, it was like a sit out tombstone. Yeah, it didn't look great. Uh, but I didn't connect it with that's when Stone Cold broke his neck. Uh, but I guess oh, yeah. Owen Owen uh, cut some real heel heelish antics after the fact. And so the the story behind this is they talked before the match, and Owen they wanted to do a tomb a tombstone like pile driver, 
that's what they had talked about and Austin was comfortable with. And Owen was like, I'm more comfortable doing the sit out pile driver. And because Austin had worked with Brett and Owen was Brett's brother, he felt comfortable with Owen being a safe worker. So he, he fucking went for it. And obviously you hit that pile driver and um, it didn't actually break his neck. Apparently it like bruised his spinal cord or something like that, but still very serious. Uh, as soon as he hits the move, you can see like Owen start just like talking to the crowd. Um, apparently Austin told the ref and Owen Hart like, hey, I can't feel my legs stall. And then they stalled. And then as soon as like he, you, you see Stone Cold start crawling again, he it's like right before he does that again, he's like, all right, I can feel my legs a little bit. Uh, roll up for the win. And he proceeds to do the worst roll up I've ever seen in my life. Probably will never be topped. But yeah, went down in history as I, I still can't believe that like they that they had Stone Cold win this match. Yeah. Uh, well, there was a stipulation behind it, right? Uh, oh, yeah. He had to like kiss his ass or something on the next night. I feel like you could probably get around that if you break your neck. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. Nine, hashtag 90s wrestling. All right. Main event. Bret Hart versus The Undertaker for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Kind of already alluded to it, but it tied the opening match for highest rated match on this card. Two and a half beers. And oh, we also had, uh, I forgot to write down uh, Shawn Michaels, special guest referee here. And Bret Hart wins the match. Yeah. And the stipulation for this match was if. If Bret Hart lost, he couldn't compete in the United States anymore. And if Bret Hart, or sorry, if Shawn Michaels was one-sided towards the Undertaker, he couldn't. He also couldn't compete in the United States anymore. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of didn't really make any sense, but it's whatever. Yeah, this is a really dumb stipulation, but yeah, I, I thought this was very good. Um, I expected Shawn Michaels to be involved more, but I guess with the stipulation, kind of there that you just explained like it kind of makes sense why he wouldn't be involved as much yeah there was a there was a spot in the match where where Shawn Michaels does get pissed off and then he's going to uh he picks up a chair and he's going to hit Bret Hart with a chair but Bret Hart ducks and he ends up hitting Undertaker in the in the face with the chair oh yeah that's right that's when Undertaker's pretty much down for the count and Bret Hart picks up the win yeah that's really all I got for SummerSlam 1997 not not a terrible card, not uh not an outstanding card. I thought the the first and the last match was pretty good. Um yeah, like I already said, eleven well, I guess with your kind of correction rating, I guess it gets eleven and a half beers. Yeah. So yeah, not the worst one we've rated. Um let's move on to some listener questions here, Joe. Not anything like what we had last week. All right, that's good. We've 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 only got wrestling questions this week. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, nice. All right, we're just gonna do we're we're gonna do three questions. So this one's from Chad because you know new champ. He decided to send in some questions this week. Uh, they're all wrestling related. Who of the, and we kind of I think we might have already touched on this. Who of the released WWE wrestlers will be the first to sign with AEW, and why will it be Lana? <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be Lana. Uh, I think all of them have ninety day non compete clauses. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's not going to be for at least 90 days, but Lana will be Miro's manager. Hopefully. Do you know what's in, do, do you know from the day that they got released, do you know what's 95 days after that? Is it, uh, is it all out? Yeah. Nice. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Hopefully we see an exact repeat of, of Alistair Black coming out and attacking Big E, but with somebody in AEW. Yeah. I don't, who, who would you like to see him feud with first I, in AEW? I told you Andrade. I'm ready for mm, it. I, I mean, at that point, Andrade will be feuding with Omega. So I think Darby or Sting or both. I don't be good. I, I don't know if he's gonna like he's obviously going to feud with Omega because of the AAA championship, but I don't think that they're going to have another match for the the AEW. Wait, are like, you talking about are you talking about Andrade? I said Andrade, didn't I? Oh yeah, I was talking about Alistair Black. Alistair Black versus Andrade. Yeah, I was saying I want Alistair Black to feud with like Sting or Darby. Yeah, but you, if not if if not Andrade, yeah. That's what I was. Sting at. would be good. I think that they could put on a good match. Darby Allen, if you keep him a baby face, I think that would also be good. Uh, yeah. But you know, I don't know. Honestly, I think some of my favorite Alistair Black on on the main roster was when he was tagging with Ricochet. Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't mind if he if he got into a tag team like a legitimate tag team. But I I, I like him as a single star, obviously. So yeah. I'm going to stick with, uh, I'd like to see him feud with Andrade and, uh, that's, but yeah, Lana's going to, going to debut and, and be the manager for Mira. You think she's going to debut as CJ Perry? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question from CJ. Oh, I guess this is kind of not wrestling related, but it also is. (laughs) All right. This one's for you, Joe. Kill fuck Mary. Linda, Shane, and Vince. Mary, fuck, kill. Linda, Shane, and Vince. Uh, McMahon, obvi- McMahon, obviously. Yeah, I got that. I got it. I, I'm impressed that that CJ knew Linda. Like Shane and Shane and Vince, obviously. But Linda had a couple storylines, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm excited to get to WrestleMania 17 because like that match that Shane had with Vince and then where she was like being a mute and also like in the wheelchair at the time the pop that she gets when she stands up out of the chair is incredible now are we talking about like last time we saw them on tv or or like current age i would probably say current age because obviously i'm gonna marry vince that that's like that's like an obvious uh it's pride month so i'm gonna fuck shane <laughs> and I, i'll kill linda you're gonna you're gonna fucking marry the two dudes and kill linda yeah it's pride month <laughs> that's pretty fun like believe it or not i actually came to the same conclusion when i first read this but not not because it was pride month just because like i don't know it's it's really the only option that makes sense yeah. to me and shane, shane's shane's in the best shape now i mean vince is probably not far behind but yeah and then also like Vince will die soon, so like if you marry him, you you at least get half, right? Yeah, probably at least half. I mean, Linda's gonna take take some in the divorce if I'm gonna marry Vince, but that's true. All right, um, 
One more question. We'll do another one from Chad. He sent in like five or six questions. I'm going to kind of change this question up. So he originally asked, which member of the Hart Foundation has been your favorite to watch while watching the Attitude Era pay-per-views? Uh, I'm going to ask you to rank them five through one. All right. Uh, five through one. Yeah. So obviously your choices are Brett and Owen Hart, Jim Neidhart, Brian Pillman, and British Bulldog. All right. So the two hearts, the actual hearts, are obviously going to be one and two. Do you want me to go five to one or one to five? I don't care. All right. It sounds like we're going to have the same order, roughly. So I'm going to go with with Brett Owen, one and two, respectively. Yep. Same. Uh, then I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Neidhart. Really? Yeah, I like I like him. That's, I like the Anvil. Uh, I like his beer belly. I like I like the beer belly that they showed that he's got he's got an awesome beer belly that they showed uh, in the Canadian Stampede pay per view that we watched. Yeah, yeah, I like Anvil. I can appreciate that. Uh, then I'll go Pillman and Bulldog. Yeah, so I probably would have went Pillman, and then I think Neidhart and Bulldog for me are interchangeable at four and five. Yeah, but yeah, we just I haven't seen a whole lot of like good from the Bulldog at this point. Yeah, and he is good, obviously. But but you're right. He is kind of like an afterthought because he, he's married into the family, which yeah. Like I mean, so so is Neidhart. Neidhart, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He's also married into the family, but he, he's actually Canadian. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So that would have been that probably would have been my my order, probably Brett Owen Pillman. Yeah, because we've seen him in a tag team Not, capacity. And yeah, Neidhart and Neidhart is a tag team tag team guy, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really seen. I mean, there's been nothing bad from any of them. They've been great in pretty much everything that we've watched out of them. Um, especially the ten man tag that we watched at Canadian Stampede. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Obviously, so. Pillman's not not at his at his peak as we're watching him now, but he's still putting on good matches. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Pillman, you know, for all these years we get to watch him for. I didn't say years. I didn't know he died that soon after, but You implied you implied a long time. Well now I know. Now I've seen the Dark Side episode. <laughs> it was just really funny because like I had I had also like just watched it like a couple of days before you said that. So like it, it just made me like, Oh man, Joe, you you poor soul. You innocent you innocent soul. Has had no idea what happened. Yeah, it was kind of just random. Yeah, if you uh, if you're a loyal listener of the show, uh, send us in questions. Really, only we're really just getting questions from uh, CJ every week at least. Andy didn't even send in a question this week. That son of a bitch, Andy. This is this is for you. I'm disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> uh let's uh let's close it out here, Joe. Next week. We're going to have our predictions for NXT TakeOver in your house, and we're continuing the retro beer ratings for Ground Zero in your house. Uh, so we're doing beer ratings for, or no, I'm sorry, predictions and then beer ratings for two in your house pay-per-views. Yeah, so that should be fun. I, I've never watched Ground Zero in your house, so it's probably not that good. But anyways, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. Give us a rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. We have been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe, and we will catch you on down the road. 
Peace.